Today, $70 billion of Christians' money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI, faith-based investing with Anthony Wright. God's not dead, he's surely alive. Thank you for listening today, and whether you're looking for wisdom on your retirement income or maybe annuities or life insurance, wealth accumulation, or if you're just wondering, how am I going to keep my 401k from turning into a 201k, then stay with us. I'm Tom Levine, and with me is Anthony Wright. And Anthony, how's your day going today? Excellent, Tom. It's always good to be on Educate those listeners out there today. And I always look forward to being on here with you, man. We always have a good time and it's educational, a lot of fun. So thanks for uh, putting the message out there. You're welcome. Well, I love Christian broadcasting and I love Christian families. So you've come to the right place. Anthony, I want to know what people's mindset is today. I imagine people make bad decisions if they're focusing on fear or maybe even on greed. How much do you end up talking about issues of faith when you serve your clients? Well, a lot of times, just in living life in general, you know, there's a lot of faith involved in that. And people don't really understand that sometimes. You take for granted what happens on a daily basis. And, you know, when you're driving down the road, you're, you're in faith that your steering wheel on your vehicle is going to mm-hmm. keep you between the lines. I mean, you're in faith when you put your foot on the brake and you, that it's going to stop you. So faith is, is everywhere within our lives that we look. And it's, it's really no different than investing because it takes a lot of faith to invest. And so it, it always comes into the topic of, of investments. And especially when you're talking about faith-based investments, because these are investments that line up with our moral belief, our moral compass. They line up with our scripture belief. So Faith very much plays a part in it, and just just about every conversation in, involves faith. You know, I haven't heard anybody else say that. I've thought about that, and I have told other people that, too. It takes faith just to drive over a bridge, or if you go in a big building and press the button for the elevator, you're exercising faith that uh, somebody in, in, in inspected the cables and, you know, that the elevator passed inspection. If you get on an airplane, you're expressing faith. So we just happen to have faith in the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ. And Anthony, you know, one financial discussion that's going on in Washington, D.C. right now is over student loan forgiveness. I wanted to ask you if you have any thoughts on that idea, and is this actually happening? Well, the student loan forgiveness, obviously, you know, I kind of like, (laughs) yes, it's happening. I mean, that's really what that's really what this administration is going to push through and, and going to try and, and, and make happen. But I kind of read a, a commentary this week that I like. And, you know, that is, in this commentary, he said that a lot of people are, because right now the Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade, a lot of people are, you know, terribly upset because they're pro-choice. And, you know, I like what he said. Look, if you're going to if you're going to scream pro-choice, it's my body, my choice, then Mm -hmm. it's your education, your choice. Don't expect me to pay off your education. I didn't choose for you to go to university. You did. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. so, (laughs) So I like that. So when you think about that, it's like, 
why why do you want us to pay off the education? We didn't send you there. We didn't send you to school. You went you went on your own free will. It's your choice. So if you chose to go to to school, then choose to pay off the student loan. Why should we as taxpayers have to pay those off? Um, so you know if 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 colleges couldn't depend on and universities couldn't depend on student loan money and grant money, they'd go under anyway. You know, if, if people had to pay for a college because that's really what you wanted to do, college tuition would be $5,000 a year. You know why? Because it's supply and demand. That's right. People aren't going to pay sixty grand a year out of their pocket to go to school, right? Once they might pay five grand. Yeah, once know? government yeah, got involved, it, it messed up the entire uh, supply and demand system for higher education. And like two-thirds of people didn't go to college in the United States. They're the ones who should pay for the people who did. That doesn't make any sense to me either. So anyway, that's my opinion. But your opinion is much more important here. And I just wanted to find out what you thought. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, that's just just the truth, right? That's right. You mentioned uh, pro-life, pro-choice issues. Uh, A lot of people just don't know that they can be unknowingly funding abortions. And if you're listening today, you probably wouldn't send a check to Planned Parenthood. But talk a little bit about how people unknowingly are supporting things that they don't believe in. Well, that is probably 98% of, of the Christian community, the people of faith community, because they just don't know, right? The Bible says, the scripture says, my people perish due to lack mm-hmm. of knowledge. So you have probably 98% of the people of faith that are funding the very things that they do not wish to fund. They wouldn't go to an abortion clinic and fund an abortion. But yet when we screen their investments, we see that very thing that they are paying for it. They're just not doing it in a manner where they know. So a lot of times they think, hey, my money's with this investment guy, and I just trust him to put it in. They don't ever slow down and wonder, well, what is really happening with my money? What are they really doing with my money? And when you do that, like what we do, a screen, and then we clean that portfolio. So when we screen it, we are screening it for that stuff right there that is very anti biblical anti-scripture that's what we're screening so it's 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 high high numbers uh, tom there's no doubt about it it's every bit of 98 percent uh that's going to that's going to be funding things that they're against i know anthony that uh, you know the other side does this right there are uh, pro liberal uh investment houses and things like that that kind of focus on uh, the other side. Am I right about that? You are right about that. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll focus on the liberal side and they'd be sure they fund the things they want to fund. But when it comes over to the conservative side, conservatives seem to just kind of roll over and play dead, so to speak. They just kind of want to roll over and case sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. But boy, you go over on the liberal side and if they're not funding liberal issues, they're pitching a fit. So, you know, it's time that we as, as Christians and we as conservatives stand up and say, we want to stop our money from funding the things that we are against. 
We're talking to Anthony Wright, and you can learn about us online at BibleSafeInvesting.com. That's BibleSafeInvesting.com. And when you get there, you can get your free book downloaded right now, Faith-Based Investing. It's Anthony's new book. There's absolutely no cost or obligation to you, and you can get it and look at it over the weekend. You could also pick up the phone and give him a call and leave a message about how to screen and clean your investments. And the telephone number to do that is 931-RETIRED. When you leave a message, they'll get back to you early next week. Anthony, is there any research on the retirement outcomes for Christian families if uh, they engage with an investment professional, somebody like you, compared to just a do-it-yourself, 401k, fund management, people picking their own stock funds? Well, you know, since, I mean, the beginning of time, right? I mean, people are, people are going to be into the picking their own stocks. And it's always um, one of those things where the person you work with, your coworker, your neighbor, somebody's always going to tell you, you this newsletter that I read and this stock pick and that stock pick. And man, I bought this penny stock and it did this and that. And I bought this stock and I made $20,000 on it in one day. You should go out and buy it. (laughs) And then people go do that. And then they end up losing their shorts. And they lose their shorts because, unfortunately, sometimes those stories have been embellished. And then, unfortunately, sometimes it's just the way the market is, right? Sometimes you just cannot predict what the market's going to do. In fact, I don't think you, you can ever predict what it's going to do. So what happens is, is they go out and they try to do it on their own. That would be the equivalent of me popping the hood on my 2002 pickup truck and trying to work on the engine. Holy smoke. I, I tried that. I mean, you can barely even <laughs> check the oil in your own engine anymore. So, you know, it, it's good to use professionals. It's good to, to have people on your side that know what they're doing, that know how to navigate these choppy waters. And don't just go out there on your, on your own by yourself and, and try to swim with a bunch of sharks. Uh, you know, get get someone that that's on your team, that's on your side, and you know, obviously, I hope they choose us. I mean, that's we're all fiduciaries, and so I hope that that's what they see and what they hear after they listen to us, and I hope that's what they decide to do. Give people a quick flyby on why it's important to choose a fiduciary. Oh, it's because fiduciaries have a legal obligation to uh, act and operate in the best interest of the client, and if they don't. Uh, then that's that's serious uh, violation of of the law. So you have to do what's in the best interest of the client. It's we're not even allowed to sell you anything. We just we have we must serve a fiduciary capacity, much like a lawyer would do. We we here's the truth. We'll show it to you, and then you make the decision. There's an organization called the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. And I was reading an article uh, by a man named David John Parada, and I don't know him, but the article is called Fee-Only Financial Planner. What's the difference? And he says, fee-only financial planners are registered investment advisors with a fiduciary responsibility to act in their client's best interest. This is real short, but he said, uh, they do not accept any fees or compensation based on product sales. Fee-only advisors have fewer inherent conflicts of interest, and they generally provide more comprehensive advice. Meanwhile, commission-based agents and brokers often take offense at this distinction, so they try to blur the difference, saying they created a category dubbed 
fee-based, which means they charge a fee in addition to collecting commissions. And study after study shows that even consumers looking for a strictly fee-only advisor find these terms to be confusing. Fee-only advisors help reduce the conflicts of interest inherent in how they get paid and what they recommend. And I thought that was so good because, you know, people... That is good. People lose a, mon- a lot of money because they just don't understand how it works. Thank you. So can you tell people how they can download their free book? Absolutely. You just go to BibleSafeInvesting.com. If you want to learn a little more about faith-based investing, scroll about halfway down the page. You'll see an eight-minute video there that explains faith-based investing. If you're ready to go, you just click the Get Connected, and you'll enter your name, your phone number, your email address. Obviously, this is the weekend, so it'll be Monday, Tuesday. We'll get back in touch with you. My team will reach out to you and get you on our calendar. And uh, But when that happens, you're going to get an email, and that's an automated email, and there's a link. You click that link, and it will open up EF version of my newest book called Faith-Based Investing. And that is the easiest, most simple way to get started is BibleSafeInvesting.com. That's right. And again, if you missed that telephone number to call and leave a message, if you prefer to do things that way, the telephone number is 931-RETIRED. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause and be back with part two of today's Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright right after this. Hi there. Are you aware that you are possibly funding abortions, same-sex marriages, and even sex trafficking through your investments? The truth is, people don't really know. I'm Anthony Wright, host of Faith-Based Investing. It's great that you're investing, but you need to know what your investment dollars are funding. My goal is to keep God's blessings on your investments by keeping them Bible-approved. As Christians, you and I should know if these companies inside our investment portfolios are using our money to support these ungodly things. And if they are, then we have a moral obligation and a responsibility to change that. So I'm offering to screen your investments today absolutely free to see if they are Bible safe and God honoring. Visit me at BibleSafeInvesting.com. That's BibleSafeInvesting.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Welcome back to part two, and we love Christian families. We want to thank you so much for listening. Anthony, uh, talk a little bit about lazy money. What is lazy money? Where do people have money banked that is doing absolutely no good for their financial future? So lazy money is something to the effect of just kind of like if you think about laying around doing nothing, right? So lazy money could be money tucked in a coffee can in the ground somewhere, tucked up underneath your bed, maybe, maybe tucked in the freezer, wherever you keep your money, if that money is not working on your behalf, that's lazy money. And in order to keep up with inflation, you've got to have money that works and money that at least earns enough. So lazy money just laying around, even in a checking account drawing 0.025% is ridiculous. Now, you want to have enough 
for emergencies. So don't take what I'm saying to the extreme. I'm not saying keep nothing in savings. I mean, obviously, you've got to keep two or three months worth of savings in that savings account. But anything over that should be working for you. It should be earning you money, making you money. It shouldn't just be sitting there being lazy, just kind of like a couch potato sitting there watching <laughs> watching TV all day long, right? So it needs to be active. It needs to be working. And that is what you do with that lazy money is you, is you wake it up, you get it off the couch, and you put it back into the workforce and you, and you tell it to go to work. So lazy money is just money sitting there not really doing anything and especially not even keeping up with inflation. Well, you sent me uh, an article about uh, two years ago now. We've worked together and you've handled our family finances. And it says, does your money need to get a job? And then it has a picture of a couch and it says uh, you deal with a lot of people who have an old 401k that they just keep meaning to check in on and just never get around to it or a CD that's not earning much of anything or a savings account that's collecting very little or no interest. I think it's like zero, zero point five or something. Uh, <laughs> a ridiculous amount of low interest is what my accounts were earning before I sent them over to you. Uh, so it right. is really, really important that people pay attention to this. And you said something important earlier about inflation. I mean, it's got to work even harder just to keep up with inflation than it ever has in our lifetime, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it has to. Inflation is now growing at 8.5%, which is absolutely insane. I mean, that's like a some kind of history that, you know, some kind of record that's been set there. And imagine growing at eight and a half percent and it's sitting in a, a council and we're drawing 0.25%. And then that 0.25%, you have to claim your as income and pay taxes on it. You're not even only going forward, you're going backwards. So, and if it's sitting at home in a safe or, or under your mattress or something like that, now you're not even keeping up with inflation. So at eight and a half percent, that means that that $100 bill is now going to cost you, those $100 worth of groceries is now going to cost you $108. So it costs you eight more dollars than it did this time last year. So eight and a half percent is insane how things are growing. So please put that money to work and at least let it outpace inflation because inflation will erode away at your principal, at your retirement and your investment. It'll eat it up faster than anything. We're talking to Anthony Wright, and this is Faith-Based Investing. And Anthony, I still think that 8.5% is understated. When you really think about um, trips to the grocery store and what used to cost a dollar at the dollar store is now a $1.25 minimum, and the ones we have out here are a lot more than that. So um, how much more do you think interest rates are going to rise and is the recent hike in interest rates affecting you and your clients the hike of interest rate affects everybody and i still think we're going to see another one or two ticks raised um what they do when they raise the interest rate is that cools down inflation that that cools down the economy so if we were in a in a, a slow economy if inflation was you know, just virtually zero, 
then what they would do to, to throw gas on a fire and, and, and make it ignite and take off is they would lower interest rates. Well, when you want to hit the brakes and slow down the economy, you increase those interest rates. So when interest rates go up, you have to understand that bonds go down. So there's a love-hate relationship there. So rates are high, bonds will die. Rates are low, bonds will grow. So that's a good way to remember kind of, you, know, you don't want to go out and buy a bunch of bonds because rates are going up, the bonds are going to take a dive. So um, that's a good way to know, you know, rates are high, bonds will die, rates are low, bonds will grow. But um, that's, I mean, that's just kind of what I think. They're going to go up maybe one to two more uh, quarter of a point, and that's just to slow down the economy and try to slow down inflation a little bit. So look, look for him to raise, raise it another tick or two. Well, good to know. And I keep thinking about that uh, pesky $30 trillion debt that the country has. Is that somehow linked at all to the rate of interest? I mean, in other words, doesn't the government have to pay back this debt at a higher interest rate, too? And what's the impact oh, of do. that? Oh, yeah, they do. And, it, and it's going to impact all of us because the government has to pay that interest back, too. And you know, my goodness, right now they're printing money like crazy. I mean, the last thing I heard, like, it would take every single American citizen $120,000 or something like that and it, just to pay off the debt. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of mind-boggling. It really is uncharted territory. Anthony, I wanted to just ask you, too, um, because we've talked about this in previous shows, um, now, Bitcoin is down about 70% from its all-time high, and it had a flash crash over the past few weeks. Any surprises there? And, and any, are people still asking you about dig, digital currencies? You don't hear too much about digital currency anymore. It's, it's, I think right now what their concern is is the government's going to try to force us into this digital currency market. Mm. Um, as far as investing in it, people are really afraid of it. They don't understand it. There's no security there. You can't, you can't make a guarantee that their account can't be hacked because it's just digits. And so anytime you're involving digits on a computer, it's not a good thing. So, but it has cooled down some, and we have, not been, we have not been asked a lot about it anymore like we were at one time. So right now, you're kind of seeing a shift toward copper, oil. You're, you're seeing a a little more shift toward what we call defensive stocks. So defensive as in it defends against a bad economy. So you're going to see, you know, precious metals, you know, copper, gold, silver, platinum, you know, you're going to see, you're already beginning to see that. And then oil and gas, as bad as we hate to, to admit it, Tom, and as bad as we probably don't like to hear it, gas could go to $10 a gallon. You got to pay it. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay it. I mean, you don't have no choice. You got to run your vehicle and you got to go to work. You got to go get groceries. So that is something that's always going to be there is oil and gas, uh, gold, silver, copper. That's what you're seeing people go to. And you're seeing the, the Bitcoin market, that crypto market really cool down a lot. Well, that's interesting. I would love to ask you more about that, but we're uh, coming up against uh, the close of our show today. Any final thoughts? And do you want to tell people how people can get a copy of your free book and how to reach out to you to screen and clean their investments? 
yeah, you just want to start by going to BibleSafeInvesting.com. You're going to see get started, and you can scroll down the page a little bit, read some more about the faith-based investing. You can watch that eight-minute video about faith-based investing, but just be sure you put your name, your good email, and a good phone number in there, and we'll, we'll reach out to you Monday or Tuesday. The team will get you on the calendar, and we will screen and clean those investments for you. And if you're clean, then we'll tell you. You're clean, and there's, there's, you're in great hands. We'll be happy to manage it for you, but you're clean. Never seen that happen in 15 years, but it could happen. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, we'll let you know one way or another. You're either clean or dirty, and if, if, you're, if you're dirty, we'll tell you how much, and we'll tell you what it's, what it's purchasing and what they're doing with your money. But uh, that's it. Just go to BibleSafeInvesting.com. Well, you can learn to screen and clean your investments. And if you're a Christian family like ours, you really can be certain that your money is advancing biblical principles. And it only takes about 15 minutes of your time to get started. Literally, that's all it took for us to send the information over that Anthony needed to run a screen of our investments. And you will be so glad that you did this. Go to the website, learn more online at BibleSafeInvesting.com. Send Anthony an email if you'd like at info at retirementspecialtygroup.com or pick up the phone and call Anthony and his team at 931-RETIRED. Leave a message and they'll get back to you early next week. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen and clean your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.